The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. And welcome to Board with Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives for the right balance of coverage for games you play on your table and on your television. We're a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and thrilled to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I am one of your hosts, Kyle Hyman, and joining me on this co-op adventure, the guy who is easily worth $3 billion, Josh Borboni. How are you doing this fine evening? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. The only way I'm worth $3 billion is if I'm an NFT, uh, you know. Uh, non-fungible token are you an, i guess you, know, you could be an <laughs> nft and i guess i wouldn't know well you that's how would you know right i i've never i've only ever seen you on a computer that's I mean, a good you point could, you could be the first nft you were the nft we never meant to make i'm an ai that just <laughs> tells bad jokes and bad stories all the time <laughs> oh don't be so hard on yourself. Your jokes are good. Your stories, man. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but Josh, this is so weird. We're recording on a Thursday night. We are. That's yes. Just so weird. We're recording on a Thursday night. We recorded twice last week. We'll record. We record twice this week, and we'll record once next week. <laughs> yeah, because we'll, yeah, because Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Because yeah, to making sure we're getting everyone all their amazing content. So. And then we'll take and, a little break, you know, yes. for the holidays, but they'll, everyone will still get podcasts and it'll be great. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so uh, for our pregame, Josh, I suppose we should probably uh, talk about some of the, the changes that are coming to PSVG because I, I think I'm going to have to change our intro here soon. Uh, yeah, we might have to. Yeah. So I mean, we uh, do have to. <laughs> yeah, we do have to. So uh, listeners, if you don't know or, or you don't subscribe to the main PSVG podcast, uh, there, there's going to be some changes and some big but not big changes, if that makes sense. Um, that PSVG, the Patreon that PSVG runs, um, the powers that be have decided to bring an end to the Patreon. And the big reason being is that Donnie, who's our big boss man and the founder of PSVG, is just He's at a point in his life where we're managing all that just isn't possible for him anymore. And, you know, we all told him that, like, hey, like, you know, we love doing this, but like, we don't want it to come at his like the expense of him. And that if he can't manage it, like, that's OK. Like, we'll keep doing our thing. So, um, you know, we obviously appreciate all of the support our, the patrons have given. Obviously, we do our reads every week about who has been supporting PSVG. Um, but that, you know, doesn't mean there's not additional people who have contributed and, and, and given your hundred dollars uh to us and we we do truly truly appreciate that um from the board of the video games perspective though nothing is changing uh you'll still get an episode of board of the video games every week um it'll still be your same feed we've actually transferred like the if you <laughs> i don't know if anyone ever visited our, our quote-unquote web page right um, but if you ever did visit Just the me. web page yeah <laughs> 
that is being transitioned and everything is just going to be posted through anchor now um and that's part of the big reason we're able to do this is you know initially we had to pay for hosting for all these different channels and everything well that's not a thing you really have to do anymore so uh yeah. we're able to kind of make that transition and still keep doing our podcast but um you know really hopefully return some well-being to donnie's life and uh still be able to bring all of you uh the content you're looking for um without really much impact and actually in for a lot of you for less impact because now you're not going to pay for anything granted you know most of the most of the um shows that were patreon exclusives are going away with the exception for sure dollar cinema will continue it will become free we just got to figure out where it's going to live yeah so it'll either live uh on the psvg feed or our feed um, and that's something that Kyle and I have been talking about. I think at least at the start, it will be on the PSVG feed. Um, and if it makes sense for us to move it to our feed, or maybe we can just dual post, um, then we'll do that. But but the good news is, if you wanted to listen to Dollar Cinema before, but you didn't want to pay, uh, you you'll, starting in January, that will be free. That's right. So Dollar Cinema will be coming to you in one way or the other. We'll make sure we communicate that with you. Um, as to where you can find it. Uh, and if, if it's at the PSVG feed, we'll just make sure to retweet it through mm-hmm. our Twitter so you know where you can find it or you can just subscribe to the Play Some Video Games uh, podcast as well and do that. So, um, And if you are unsure, if you want to listen to Dollar Cinema, um, PS Play Some Video Games takes a holiday break. Um, Kind of like we do, but we just record our episodes early, so we have something every week. But Donnie will be taking some Patreon shows and posting them during Christmas break, and he'll be posting um, our coverage of Chaos Walking for Dollar Cinema, so you'll be able to check that out for free. Um, And then maybe that'll help you decide if you want to listen to Dollar Cinema. It is a little bit different than uh, most other uh, movie podcasts out there uh, <laughs> yeah it's a lot different <laughs> it, it's very much recommended that you either have watched the movie or have no care about getting completely spoiled on the movie because you are going to find out every detail yes. about what happens in that film so uh just one thing to be aware of right away uh, we don't usually give like a spoiler warning so that is just the one big thing to know of like uh, we do go through pretty in depth uh, uh through through movies and it's not just us talking about our general feelings on that. Maybe so I should add a spoiler warning to the intro. Maybe that will make more sense. Yeah, I mean, it works. We get it done. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, yeah, so just like I said, you know, big thanks to everyone who has ever supported us. Um, the Patreon is already paused for January, so it, it's not like you suddenly have to like make sure you rush in and and like cancel or anything like that like you right. won't be charged at this point because the patreon's already paused so um again we really do appreciate it we'll continue doing the readouts for the rest of this month because obviously for those of you who contributed you know you deserve that so we'll continue yes. to do those the rest of this month uh, but then following that things will change there i think the other big thing to talk about that we have less information on and it's just really odd that these things are happening at the same time uh that obviously we're also part of the dice tower podcast network and the dice tower flagship show uh announced that they are ending their podcast after 10 more episodes which will put them at episode 750 uh, which is obviously a ton of episodes of a podcast yes. uh we don't know uh, we haven't been informed in any way shape or form if the, if the dice tower network is going away i i don't 
know that it is. I don't assume that it is. Um, so if you are one of the people who listens to us through that, um, we haven't heard anything. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, since that flagship show is, is ending, um, we're just keeping our ear to the ground and, and reaching out about that kind of stuff to figure out what's going on there. But just a thing to be aware of. So um, yeah, some changes in the world of board with video games behind the scenes. Uh, we just want to make you aware of them. But realistically, in the end, the podcast you get is not changing in that Correct. sense of like you will still get it every week still don't need to change your feed don't need to do any of that stuff um you will still get your podcast as usual but we just want to make sure that you're all looped in josh anything you want to add to that as i just rambled on there for the last five minutes nope you nailed it what i was thinking i got in what i wanted to cover um uh, we support Donnie. We support place of video games. We don't have a show without them or we wouldn't have a show without them. So, you know, uh, I don't know. You know what? <laughs> My screen just dimmed again. And this happened last time. I don't understand why it did that. But is it, it did. I'm so bright? It just has to dim. Yeah. My monitor is like, what the heck is happening right now? Uh, I'm not going to mess with it because you know, it's going to happen if I mess with it. Right. Oh, for sure. I do. For sure. I do. I just, I just think it is a compliment that my energy and, and personality is so vibrant that your monitor has to like dim a little bit to be able to handle it. I think you know that that's exactly what it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, All right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) uh, we do have a big episode this week, though. Obviously, like I said, we are recording early. So this Thursday episode will post on Tuesday, um, the Tuesday before Christmas. What day is Christmas on? Is it Saturday? Sunday? Christmas is on Saturday. Okay. This so this episode that we're recording Tuesday, we'll, on Thursday, we'll record the, we'll post a Tuesday before Christmas. The episode we record this coming Sunday will be the Tuesday after Christmas. Um, so we are going to talk about some news here. You might be like, wow, that's some old news. Uh, but the reason is, is we think it's especially one of the pieces is, is pretty big. Um, so we really want to make sure that we're talking about it. Um, so yeah, so just be kind of aware if you're like, hey, that was a kind of a little bit of an older story that's the reason why yeah Um, but with that we're going to kind of transition and get to the show because we also have to talk about the metafall results and this is i think is gonna be a fun conversation so nice with that thanks so much for joining us this week everyone as always if you have any feedback questions suggested topics hit us up at board with vg on twitter or check out all the awesome stuff over on the instagram also board with vg uh, we're a proud part of playing some video games and psvg is on patreon for now uh we're thrilled with the support you've given us there thus far and if you'd like to monetarily support what we do uh, you can find us at our patreon.com slash PSVG, but don't do that anymore because, hey, it's not going to happen in January. But big thanks to those who have done it for December, like Edwin Kahlo, Chris M., Devin Tyus, Joe Wilson, Josh Borboni, Nick Creature, Paul Caligo, RJ Kern, Stephen Keller, Zach Adams, Michael Taylor, Trucker Sloth, Brolin, Jason Carter, and of course, Horse Girl Rest 69. <laughs> yeah, I'm only going to be hearing that for a couple more weeks. So I'll just um, start calling her that around the house. <laughs> <laughs> but really just the most important thing is uh is that you listen to our show and maybe share it with someone who you think would enjoy it we're also a member of the dice tower podcast network at least for now as long as that sticks around <laughs> so don't jinx com- that <laughs> so if you enjoy our conversations about board games i would like to dive deeper into that world we encourage you to check out the dice tower podcast as well as all of the other members of the network no matter what type of board games you enjoy there's a podcast on the network that's right for you so with that, Josh, I'm going to turn it over to you to ask you a little bit about what you've been playing, and I think you have some fun and exciting news to share. Do I? 
<laughs> Did you talk about how you got a switch last week already? Yeah. <laughs> oh, never mind. I time is a flat circle. I can't keep track of anything. It was well, only a couple you, of days ago, so not a big deal. <laughs> but you dusted off that new Switch OLED and played I some did. stuff. I did. I dusted it off. I actually have to get a screen cover. I turned HDR off on my monitor, and now you're nice and shiny. So perfect. Uh, I have to remember to turn it back here. on. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm still playing uh, Gloomhaven Digital. I played with um, Kevin and Lucas the other night. We lost again. Um. And then we got ambitious to try to play a game of Wingspan and got halfway through and it was way too late for everybody. So we didn't finish that game. I'm um, still playing Forza Horizon 5. Still playing Halo. Um, again, I want to reiterate how much I feel like it is just... And I think I said I think I said this last week. I don't know to what degree, but every Halo game I've played cooperatively, uh, except for... Well, I even, even 5, I just didn't finish 5. Um, it just really makes me wish I had someone to, like to play with cooperatively. It's so big. There's so many bad guys. I just feel like it's meant to be played cooperatively, but I'm still enjoying it. Um, so yes, I got my Switch OLED and I, uh, sensed the Nintendo Shack, uh, Discord and only Donnie replied at first. Some people did reply after. Um, and he recommended, I said, what game should I play? Because Metroid Dread still hasn't shown up, even though I ordered that in the console on the same day. I still haven't gotten Metroid Dread. That's because apparently in- Walmart had it shipped through and online. And I was like, oh, great. Oh, okay. I didn't con- agree to do that. Uh, so it's coming tomorrow. So hopefully I'll get some time in this weekend. Um, and he was like, well, these are the games I would recommend. Cruise and Blast. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, Hades, and he said something else. All games I own. So I was like, oh, I own all those. So I was like, you know what? I'll pop on Hades to see how it looks. And uh, uh, it kind of sucked me back in. I played for like five more hours. <laughs> okay. Because like things started happening again. Like I, I got um, um, Beowulf's weapon, which was really cool. And I had more story progression even this far into post game. Like it still blows me away how much is going on in Hades. Um, and I finally got the option to reunite. Um, uh, oh man, why am I forgetting um, Orpheus and and the Muse? I can finally reunite them, and I'm oh. so excited. That's exciting. I can't wait to do it. Um, I just got to figure out how I'm, how I do it after I did what I did. <clears throat> so that being said, I played a bunch more Hades, and I'm I'm sure I'm not done yet. Uh, in our Discord, which is another great reason to join Discord, we have a deals page, and on the deals page, obviously, this is where people post like great steals. And um, Garrett, one of the co-hosts of the Nintendo Shack posted that Big Brain Age was on sale at Best Buy for 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I had $10 certificate, so I got it for 5 bucks. And I forgot how much I liked that game when it was on the DS. And, at, you know, it's all touchscreen or buttons if you want to play with the buttons on the on the Switch. But, uh, you know, I did all the trainings, and then I did my calculated my brain age, and it's just a really fun... Um, um, brain teaser but also now it has competitive stuff which you can do on the tv or via two switch consoles or anything like that so 
Um, I actually ended up buying another copy as a gift for someone for Christmas, which I think will be a nice gift. Uh, and then I got um, Ruined King. So Ruined King is a League of Legends story game. Uh, I still don't know like any lore of League of Legends. I know it's a game I tried to play and just don't like MOBAs. So I didn't really put too much time into it. But after watching some of Arcane on Netflix and seeing some of the new stuff coming out uh, with these like League of Legends spinoff games, I thought mm-hmm. Ruined King looked pretty interesting to me. And I will say from what I have played so far, it is interesting to me. It's a little dash of Divinity, if you've played that, uh, or Pathfinder, maybe that could be something that people may have played, like Kingmaker. Um, Top-down RPG with combat that is more akin to original Final Fantasy games. Uh, with really nice art in the world. So far, it seems pretty interesting. Uh, I think fully voice acted, if not mostly voice acted. So that's nice to see as well. Um, I, I'm I'm still in the beginnings of it, but you start as one character and then you do a little intro and then you end up playing as another character. So it kind of gives you a little bit of back and forth before like you get to the point where you're assembling a party. If you do, I'm not even sure. Mm-hmm. If if that's what's going to happen. But uh, I will say the story based off of just the beginning. Uh, if this is appealing to you at all, there seems to be there is a two. There's a couple. There's two people. And one of them is sick and or dying. And I and, you know, I'm trying to remember if it's a guy or the girl, but. Um, one of the people in the relationship puts the other person into this like fountain of youth type of thing. And they, Mm -hmm. I think it's the, the man puts the the woman into this pool, hoping it will hear, heal her. And then she is healed. But as she comes back to life, you quickly find out that it's like a curse instead. So it actually, um, turns her into like an evil spirit, which then consumes him, which turns him into the ruined king. Mm. And then it's a story about this plague kind of thing taking over um, these towns and, and, and you're essentially trying to figure out a way to stop it. That's the plot of the game. Uh, but yeah, if you've ever played Divinity or the Pathfinder games, like the exploration part of the game is top down. And like very much like interactive um, environments where you can break barrels and stuff like that. But um, it's very similar to those games. And then the combat is like, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy. Or if you played um, uh, that game I got that I really like the comic book of. And it came out a couple of years ago. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can picture the title and everything. Um, side-scrolling RPG. Guy with the big sword. I know that's like every RPG ever described. Right. <laughs> um, even Donnie mentioned it when he tagged me if I th- thinking I would like this game. And it's killing me that I can't remember. I'm going to figure it out while you talk about your games. Because those are all... Um, the games that I have played. 
Well, now I really want to know, like, what game this was, Josh. Yeah, I know. Let's see. Uh, Switch, uh, RPG, animation, anime. It's got to be here somewhere. You know, if I stopped talking, you would be able to edit all of this stuff out. Yeah, it is what it is. I did not stop. That's fine. We'll we'll make it work. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal. So Ugh, I can't even find it. <laughs> That's okay. I, I am really curious as to what that is. Uh, I'll start talking, though, about it while you look. And uh, the reason being, I don't have a lot to talk about as far as new games go. Uh, a, because we just recorded an episode not that long ago. But B, has just been trying to finish stuff up uh, in order to be able to make sure I feel good about my top games of the year list or my favorite games of the year list that we're going to do this weekend um so playing more chicory more halo more riders republic that's really been what the focus is uh, i'm also hoping to at least play a little bit of psychonauts 2 before uh we do um record our favorites of the year because mm. i think that's the the battle biggest chasers one oh battle chasers night war it's same it's the same studio oh that makes total sense though. yeah airship syndicate same studio i think that okay. made battle chasers night war nice. so yeah that makes sense as to why then i didn't realize you were talking about like literal same game that they had made neither did i yeah that's okay uh but yeah so for me like i said it's just been more of the same uh which i'm which i'm fine with uh like i said second us two i still want to get to uh so i can at least have a little bit of of time with that before we we do our favorites yeah Uh, but other than that i think it's kind of you know plugging along trying to get further in the halo campaign i'm not as far as i'd like to be and i think that's because i'm literally doing like everything on the map yeah (laughs) so I have been, it's been a long time since I've done a story mission. I've collected some armors and collected some armor points and cleaned out some baddies and, and, and all that sort of thing. Though I will say for uh, the little like tough enemies you're supposed to go get uh, for the last couple of them, I've like just gone in there with a vehicle. <laughs> just oh, really? Care of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if that's how you're supposed to do that, but I made it work. So yeah, but uh, overall still really liking it. Still really liking Chicory, uh, Riders Republic, I think. Uh, like I said, I, I don't know that it's like a, you know, game, best game of the year candidate, but it sure is darn fun. Uh, so still, like I said, a lot of the same stuff, having a great time. It's a really good time to be a gamer right now. There's a yeah. lot of great stuff to play right now. So, so yeah, so for me, more of the same. Uh, but with that, then we'll kind of move on to our topics of the show. Cause like I said, I think our metafall results will take a bit of time. Yeah. Uh, so with that, Josh, what is your first topic this week? Okay, well, I got some. I got two quick ones actually, so we can get through them relatively easy. Uh, we have more villainous coming our way. This is through Disney. Um, it was oddly leaked through TikTok, which was weird. And uh, Kevin Austin um, sent it uh, our way in our Discord. Um, so I didn't know if it was like legit, legit. So, right. But, and now it is legit. So. Um, uh, our next villainous expansion is called Bigger and Badder, and it is featuring Pixar villains for the first time, or at least exclusively Pixar. No, actually, it's not even exclusively. It's including Pixar villains. Um, again, this is standalone. You don't need the base game to play, but you obviously can add it to the base game. Uh, this time, uh, we have uh, Syndrome from The Incredibles. Yeah, joining. Um, as Syndrome players will be commanding his army of minions and utilizing his advanced technology to further his schemes. 
all whilst overpowering uh, the likes of the Parr family and Frozone. In order to win the Syndrome, players will need to fully upgrade the Omnidroid, successfully defeat it, and remove all heroes within his realm. So that's Syndrome. Also, another playable Pixar character found in Baker and Batter is Lotso the Bear from Toy Story 3. Uh, as Lotso players will need to reduce the strength of four heroes, uh, which is a new mechanic added in Bigger and Better, before putting those heroes into the Caterpillar room, which is filled with boisterous toddlers ready to smash some toys. So that's nice that they're adding a new mechanic. Uh, I think it's also nice that they haven't really messed with that too much since the, the these expansions, because I, something you see in a lot of board games is every expansion seems to add a new mechanic. And by the time you're playing with five expansions, you can't really keep up with, I'm looking at you legendary. Uh, you can't really <laughs> keep up with what's going on. Um, and then the third playable character is uh, Madam Mim, who is actually from uh, sword in the stone. Uh, so that will be interesting to see how they uh, play that. Madam uh, Mim will need to win a wizard's duel against Merlin to be victorious. Using her various transformations, uh, Madam Mim must best the famous wizard before anyone else fulfills their win conditions. So there you have it. Those are our characters in the new Villainous expansion. And my follow-up question is, Kyle, when is the last time you have played Villainous? It's a really good question. I think 2020? Okay, so it's been a year. Yeah, it might have been at the end of 2019. Okay, so almost there were, two we years. Had a, it probably was. It probably was 2019 because I think it was at a holiday party in 2019. Was the last time I played it. Was that the one where you played with six people? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember you saying talking. Yeah, about and that. then I never played again. Which maybe that tells I mean, I don't blame you. When you play with that many people, it becomes a very long game. So yeah, when was the last time you played Villainous? Uh, I played it over Skype a bunch during the pandemic, so I would right. say maybe April or May of this year. I think would probably be the last time I played it. Uh, I really, too bad. it's not. I would love to play it more. Um, I still haven't played with the Gaston expansion, which I got this year. I just need to like, I need to write down a list of games I want to play and schedule time with my wife to play. And I think that's our big problem. It's just like. We'll be sitting around at some night, and I'm like, do you want to play a board game? And she's like, oh, that's a little late at this point. I'm like, okay. So we don't do anything. <laughs> so yeah, got to start well, writing I, that stuff down. Yeah, I understand that because I have parks set up on my table, like our gaming table right now. We just haven't played yeah. it yet. But it's set up. Yeah. It's ready to go. Like, everything is, is all set. And every night, you know, we finish dinner, finish all And it's like, I mean, even though this game isn't super long, do we really want to go play it right now? Or do we want to watch Hawkeye? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's like the hard yeah. part of, you know, right now. And, and holiday um, season stuff too. Yeah, that always makes it hard. Uh, of these characters, is there any that you're super excited about? Like, what are your thoughts on the three characters included in the set? I I think uh, I mean Syndrome makes the most sense, right? But I actually I actually think it's interesting that they went with um, Lotso and Madam Mims or Mim, whatever her name was. Yep. I think that that like those kind of characters can be sneak sneakily good. So I'd be interested mm-hmm. to play as them to see how it works out. Yeah, I do think it's... They weren't in our card. They weren't on our uh, villainous bingo board when we were, like, guessing characters. No, not at all. Uh, I I think Madame Mim 
and lots of like you said are interesting picks and just in reading kind of like what they do and how you win with them like those sound unique like that sounds like a really uh, neat way to kind of play as those characters and I, i think for whatever reason, I think Lotso is the one I'd be most excited about. Yeah. I just see Lotso seems kind of cool. Uh, do you think you'll pick this up? Of course. Yeah. I have to have it to the collection anyways. Whether whether I play it right away or ever, I will have it. <laughs> it will be mine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I'm going to pick it up, but that's also not surprising. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I might, I, I'd be open to it. I just, we haven't played Villainous in so long. It's, it's harder to pick up expansions when you're not playing a game for me at least. i i did cancel my borderlands pledge you did yeah i'm surprised josh why did you choose to do that well I, they they you know what they released this week what's that the all-in pledge oh and what's in the all-in pledge josh well everything for only 394 dollars Excellent. And I was like, you know what? This is the same thing that happened with any game I get excited about that has miniatures. I don't want the half version of a game, especially if I'm backing it on Kickstarter. Now, Marvel Dice Throne, did I get the playmats? No. Did I want them? Yeah, but I don't feel like they're necessary to play the game. I don't want to have this game and be missing out on anything. yeah, but I think that is the big thing of like, you know, for miniatures games, it's like, well, you're quote unquote on missing on miniatures versus standees, but it's not that. It's actual content, right? It's missions, it's yeah, actual like playings of the game. Whereas for Dice Throne, which I know actually I got an update today today that's like, hey, if you haven't done your backer credit survey, make sure you, you do that. Um it it's just sleeves for cards and you know, like it's not like the game right. is you have less content for the game. The amount of content for the game is the same. It's just a way to kind of bling out the game if you want to do that. So uh, I agree. I when I did my backer kit for uh, Marvel Dice Throne, I probably just stared at that screen for like 10 minutes. Do I (laughs) add these things or do I not? It literally doubles the price. I wanted to add them all. I did. I I didn't add anything, but I it was a big force of uh, sheer will to to not to do that because I really wanted to. I should just take the money I was going to put to Borderlands and then just add it to Marvel Taster. Oh, you could have. You could have done <laughs> I still that. Can. You can still get back into your backer kit if you want to change things. No, I'm not going to. Because I wasn't backing. I, I might. <laughs> yeah, you might. I was, like, I was a backing Borderlands. So, yeah. Okay. Anything else that, about uh, the new Disney villainous set, Josh? No, I mean, I'm, glad, I'm happy to see them still making content and supporting the game. And now we just have to wait for the Marvel villainous expansion, which I'm sure is next. Probably true. Probably true. All right, Josh. Well, my first story, and this is kind of a big one that we we definitely need to talk about. Uh, We've (laughs) talked about how Asmodee has been acquiring board game companies like Mad. Well, it now looks like Asmodee is officially being acquired. And that has been rumored for a while. They were being shopped around. But the purchaser is maybe not someone we expected because it is the Embracer Group. Um, And this story coming from GameIndustry.biz and Jeffrey Rousseau over there writes, uh, Today, Embracer Group announced that it has purchased French board game publisher Asmodee. The purchase would be for 2.75 billion euro or 3.1 billion um, and 350 million euro or 394 million dollars of which will be paid in newly issued Embracer shares. So just for a moment to pause. They literally just paid 
$3.1 billion for Asmodee, which is roughly half the price, a little less than half the price that Microsoft paid <laughs> for Bethesda. For ZeniMax, yeah. Yeah, or for ZeniMax, technically, yeah. So, yeah. right? Okay. Asmodee will continue to operate as it has before the acquisition with no organizational changes. Quote, Asmodee would become our ninth operating group, moving Embracer towards becoming a leading independent global gaming ecosystem with several market-leading positions, end quote, said Embracer founder and CEO Laz Wingaforce. The Embracer strategy to build on passionate entrepreneurs and creators with a decentralized operating model continues to prove successful. In November, Wingforce noted that Embracer had made 37 acquisitions in the previous year and was expecting a similar amount in the year ahead. So I want to kind of build on that a little bit um, before we talk too much about this. Um, and this is then a story also from GameIndustry.biz from uh, November 18th of 2021, so just about a month ago. Um, and this headline is Embracer, Embracer Game Sales Up 89%, Group Expecting 37 um, M&A or Mergers and Acquisitions Within 12 Months. The number of game development projects in the company increased 46% year-on-year to 197. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, (laughs) um, that is absolutely ridiculous. Some things to kind of keep in mind, um, just some previous or some recent acquisitions that they've had. Um, They purchased Coke Media for 65.9 million, Saber Interactive for 52 million, Gearbox Entertainment for 48 million, um thq nordic oh these are sales numbers never mind my my bad those i was like these are the companies they own what are they talking about (laughs) so those are the sales numbers um where's the merger and acquisition thing here sorry um okay so here's what we were talking uh what i was looking at so embracer group compromises 17 publishers 82 studios its pipeline includes 25 triple a titles to be released until march 2026 two of which have just been postponed to back fiscal year. Yeah. Um, back in May, the company said it was in acquisition talks with 150 companies. Um, and in August, Embracer Group acquired eight studios, including Crazy Labs, Ghost Ship Games, Digix Art, and three other co- and three a uh, couple weeks later. Um, and Gearbox joined in February for $1.3 billion. So, Josh, we, like I said, we had been talking about Embracer um buying up companies that's kind of been the story you know that like everybody talks about tends to talk about like microsoft and sony acquisition but embracer over here has been like just shoveling studios into their into their group just like you like a vacuum just going through and like taking any studio that possibly gets kind of caught in their little suction um and we knew that that asmodee was being shopped around that the investment company that owned them was, was looking at moving them yeah did you have like did you ever think that potentially asmodee was gonna be purchased by the embracer group no and it's so and it makes so much sense but i I just wasn't seeing how adjacent it really was to video games and what embracer has been doing um and i think you know with so many video game well actually both with with the both video games and board games kind of like um, uh, amalgamating together for so much content. I feel like it was only a matter of time before this ended up on someone's table at Embracer Group and being like, why don't we have board games? You can't listen to an ad on a radio without someone mentioning picking up a board game at a Target run or something. Like, 
it's become like mainstream all of a sudden. So it makes sense, but it was of of course very surprising to see that this that that they spent that much money on asthma day. I mean, it makes I guess I mean they know what they're doing based off of what you just talked about and how much growth they've had in the past few years. Right. Um, and seemingly they don't really get uh, in the weeds with the companies they buy. So it's really just you do you and make us money and we'll stay for just a corporate greedy overlords that you don't hear from too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, it's a, just kind of building off that Asmodee is one of the largest firms within the board game market and consists of 22 fully owned subsidiaries over 300 IP. And in 2020, the firm sold over 39 million games with a thousand games like in their portfolio. Yeah, that's crazy. So that, so that is crazy. And you got to imagine that though they said that, um, you know, Asmodee is going to continue to operate as it is. They also, I have to imagine now have access to all of the IP owned by the Embracer Group to make board games of. That would make sense, yeah. That would so, make a lot of sense. And yeah, and like you had mentioned with how much more overlap we're seeing between of getting board game versions of video games, this is just a treasure trove of opportunities for all of the um, different IP that the Embracer Group has and all the different studios that Asmodee has. Uh, to make a whole lot of new board games um, and really push that number higher. So we'll see, you know, it might be a little, it's going to, with any acquisition like this, it usually takes some time to see if there is any changes to how businesses run and operate. But um, uh, I don't think it's an understatement to say this is a massive change um, just in having Embracer be the one to purchase them and and what that might mean, Mm -hmm. both for the future of video, for more for really for the future of IP than anything, I think. Agreed. Agreed. So cool. Anything else about Embracer getting into the board game biz? Negative. All right. Well, Josh, I see your next story is going to make us super happy. Let's get happy. Let's talk about killing the planet slowly. Let's talk about NFTs again. Uh, Actually, I didn't really want to talk about this, but I feel like this is uh potentially the start of something uh or the death of something really depends on how people look at it uh if you're familiar with peter molyneux uh makes sense if you're not you probably should be uh peter molyneux created fable he also created spore um i guess at one point was known as a prolific game um creator developer yeah. Depending on who you ask. <laughs> at uh, one point. Definitely surrounded by controversy at some points too. Nothing bad, just like not ever delivering on the message he promises. And this is a reason why I'm mentioning this. He uh Fable notoriously was not even close to the game that it was imagined or sold to people. Same with Spore. Um which has me curious about this. So right now, there's a game. It's called Legacy. It's an upcoming NFT funded game from Peter Molyneux. Uh, it's already brought in about $53 million uh, for a game that uh, hasn't even come out yet. Uh, yeah. If you want to, you can purchase imaginary land in the game, uh, which isn't due out until some point next year, they're saying. Uh, and people are doing that. Uh, the games, this is uh, from Eurogamer.net. 
Uh, the game's most expensive land plot, which is just called, quote, uh, London, unquote, sold for $900,000. Um, and all of the purchases were made via the new legacy coin cryptocurrency, which is based on the Ethereum blockchain, which we briefly talked about. Um, it's pretty horrible for the planet Earth, energy-wise. Uh, all Ethereum is, no matter what people tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Uh, so last weekend, Molyneux gave new details on Legacy as he announced that players could begin pouring money into the project by purchasing, quote, land NFTs, unquote. So digital prospectors with a land NFT can then found their own in-game blockchain business association. <laughs> that sounds like a fun video game, right? Yeah. Uh, with the idea being that you will then earn your money back and then some. Uh, yeah, so uh, blockchain business partner Galley Games said, uh, crucially, as a business association owner, you will have access to legacy keys, uh, whatever that means. It's just, just everything surrounded surrounding NFTs is just vague sentences. <laughs> they have literally hold no meaning. Um, these items can be lent to other people, lent to other people who want to start an in-game business in Legacy, making them your in-game business partners. As part of your association, they will share a portion of their earned Legacy coin with you. Legacy has been a project of Molyneux since at least 2017. It is Guildford-based 22Can Studio that has dropped off the radar following the 2016 Launches of Gojus Wars and The Trail, which are two games nobody has ever heard of. Um, <laughs> so I think I just wanted to talk about this. I don't even know that I have anything important or introspective to say about it. I just, everything I just read, I do not like. Yep. I don't like this business practice that they're putting into a video game where the goal of the video game is for you to start a pyramid scheme. <laughs> and that's Gosh, kind of like, what it is. What if they never release the game? Well, they might not release the game, especially so if they can just what? take the money and run. Right. Like you literally just bought a digital thing that you might never get. But it's still yours. Right. <laughs> and Hey, let me see that London you bought. No, I yeah. can't show you it. I can show you the receipt. <laughs> it, it only I, cost it just, me <laughs> almost a million dollars. <laughs> well, and what is just baffling about this to me? And I, I and like I said, maybe this is I'm an old man yelling at clouds. That's very possible. A streamer I really liked. The other day I was talking about getting into cryptocurrency and NFTs, and I was just like, yeah. I might never watch you again. Like, I, for Ghost Recon Wildlands, that's who Ubisoft released the NFTs for, right? For a breakpoint. Or, okay. So here's here literally, like, you and I could have the same helmet. It just has a different serial number on it, which you yes. can't see unless, like, you zoom in on the thing, like, while you're like not playing, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, like that's the only way you know. Like yeah. I, I don't I don't I just don't get it. I really 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 don't get it. And I'm even someone who plays a free to play mobile game that I spend money on from time to time. 
Yeah. That it has like chase care. Like, I, like I'm someone who theoretically I should be a sucker for this market, right? Like I'm someone who spends money on digital things that like just are going to go away or that I don't really have, or if I accidentally delete, like it's just gone. Right. Like, yeah, I'm like, I should be that sucker. But don't worry, I, NFTs I, will come to the Disney game. Oh, I have no oh, man. Well, they are <laughs> the, the studio that it's made it got happen. by EA, so it could happen. It's gonna but happen. Like, I just, I, I really, really don't understand how this is, and maybe this just shows how bad like video games were before. But I guess not as bad for the environment. Like, how is this any different than the Diablo? store that existed that everyone hated right um or you know the the um team fortress 2 um oh no not team fortress um csgo skins that you can yeah. like buy and sell and trade like how is this different or like, the, PUBG, like the PUBG skin the 30 dollars yeah. to get a higher liquid effort well yeah. i i actually i actually don't care so much about that aspect if they are able to Put make NFTs a thing and make it um, not literally destroying the planet. I would be right. fine with it because I don't have to buy them. Right. In fact, I you know I just fundamentally disagree with what they st- what they stand for. And not actually not what they stand for. What they're doing, like how they are created and how they are made. And if they can come up with a formula that it doesn't use the blockchain to use all this energy to create this fake thing i wouldn't care and i don't and and the only reason like i think i said this last week the only reason why they're doing it is this is because of how much money it's making which i don't understand where the money is coming from but that's a whole nother problem uh or who's who are these people that are spending nine hundred thousand dollars on london um like that's just for the rich. This is video games for the richest of rich people. This is video games for the one percent. And it, it, they, and it's also people who don't care about how this product is being delivered to them. They don't care what it costs to make or what it's doing to the environment. They just know that they can feel extra special. Because they own something that no one else can own. And it's just this weird, creepy environment where these people just need to feel even more elite and superior to other people. Now, of course, I'm talking about I'm not talking about someone who bought a $1 NFT for something. I'm just talking about these people who are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to millions of dollars on NFTs. Which, of course, is driving the demand for NFTs because now everyone wants to be a part of that environment. And I just, I don't know. And then we saw today that Stalker 2 game, they were going to do NFTs. And then the community like like went after them. And then they were like, this was brought up in our Discord too. Then they were like, okay, we heard you. And and we're not going to do NFTs anymore, no matter the cost to us. So then they made it about people ruining like you're making a video game nfts isn't changing how much it costs you to make a video game you're just using nfts to make more money on a game you were already told people you were making this wasn't like hey 
Uh, we might do Stalker 3 with NFTs next year. We'll see how that pans out. We're like, no, we announced Stalker 2 like two years ago, and now we're going to integrate NFTs. And now we're going to say, because you don't support it, it's going to cost us more money. Like, no, you've been in development for two years. You know what your cost was. Well, Josh, video games are very expensive to make. Yeah, they make a and lot they of money, all the too. money they can get to, <laughs> to, to make them happen, you know, so. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. It just, this will be my last NFT topic because it gets me so worked up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Goodness gracious. Yeah. It's, uh, I I do often feel like old man yelling at a cloud because like, I I think I understand NFTs and crypto and all that stuff enough to be able to explain it basically to others and enough stuff and enough to be crabby about it but not enough to clearly think that it's worth it or worthwhile or right. important or meaningful. Right. <laughs> um, and if you're a listener and you, and you do think those things, please explain it to me in a way that helps me understand that. Cause it is yeah. not something that I am seeing in any way, shape or form. And, you know, to be truthful, and this is going to be, people are going to probably get upset about this too. Like, uh, you know, with all of the uh, shortages we're having right now for chips, like, having a whole bunch of people trying to like do server farms to, to mine crypto isn't helping that fast, like, <laughs> you know? So I, uh, at work, they try to order, um, new monitors for someone and they're like, yeah, you'll get them in September. It's like, what? So yeah, that's where those are at. Cool. <laughs> so yeah. But anyway, anything else, Josh, about, uh, NFTs? Heck no. <laughs> All right. Well, then with that, Josh, it is time. What time is it? You say it is time for the Metafall 2021 results. Wee! It's not uh, adventure so time. It, it is like adventure time. Uh, <laughs> so as you as you may remember, it is uh, that time of year where we look back at all of the entries that entered our Metafall contest. We go through the games, talk about what their scores are. Uh, Josh and I will talk about very specifically, I'll kind of reveal what Josh and I had predicted. Um, and then at the end, we will give a breakdown of of who the winner is, um, or winners are, I should say. And uh, Josh, here's something I, I need to, to say, is that, you know, Metafall took the spring off just because games were weird um, with everything going on. And uh, Metafall 2020... The winning game or the winning scores for this year versus the last time we did this. Yeah. Uh, we had, I think, six people have a higher score than the winning score from last time. Wow. Good job, yeah. you six so people. It, so it was a good, good group of guesses this year uh, or this time. Uh, people really honing in um, and doing an excellent, excellent job. Um <laughs> So yeah, so it it was pretty fun to score, and it was very, very, very close. I like quadruple checked my math because uh, I was like, "Oh goodness, this is super close." Um, so yeah, so it it was it was an exciting fall. Uh, we did have ten games on the list, but one of them got delayed out of the window, Josh. So we only have nine games to actually score. Okay. Do you remember, or can you guess what game is was on the list that got delayed? Uh, I'm struggling to remember what game got delayed out of the year. Yeah. 
because that seems like that's big news, but it's definitely a game that's coming out in February, I'm assuming. It is coming out in February, <laughs> yes. Every game is coming out in February. Was it Sifu? It was not Sifu. Was it Seafood? I do love seafood, but it's not <laughs> seafood either. Uh, no, I don't. I don't recall what was our delayed game. So our delayed game uh, was Dying Light 2. Oh, a game I knew was going to be delayed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you just didn't think about it. So, yes, yeah, so yeah. Dying Light 2 was initially on the group. Uh, but since it got delayed to February, uh, Dying Light 2 is uh, not a game that will obviously be scoring anymore. So it's just the nine remaining games um, that are there. So we'll go through. We'll talk about the games. A number of these, if not many of these, almost all of these games, uh, Josh and I have played. Um, so we'll talk about our experiences with them, what our scores are, and then what the Metacritic scores are, and we'll kind of walk you through everything. So, Josh, do you remember what the first game on the list is? No, no. This is what's always so fun. I love I, the fact. That, <laughs> I do love the fact that you don't go look. It actually makes me very happy. It makes okay. my heart warm. So uh, I know games that are on the list. Uh, was it Death Loop? Was that the first one? Uh, darn close. That was the second one. Okay. So was it Resident first, Evil? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Because Resident Evil would have been in May. Oh, that's right. That was way before Metaphoria. <laughs> uh, the first game was Life is Strange True Colors. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. So that was the game came out back in September. Um, obviously a game that, um, you know, overall critics seem to have enjoyed. It got a lot of praise for the story, for the sure. visuals um, and graphics that were present there. Uh, this is not a game you have played, correct? No, yet. I really want to play it. It's still on my hard drive i just haven't launched it so just based josh you know obviously we went ahead and we guessed prior but based off of just the the conversation around life is strange true colors yeah i think maybe the metacritic score ended up being for life is strange maybe like an 82 oh my gosh josh the funny thing is 82 is is what you you guessed that's what you (laughs) guessed the game would get uh and josh i'm not gonna lie you were off to a fantastic start because the Metacritic score for Life is Strange True Colors is 81. Nice. Good job. So me. <laughs> you had a good first start, a really good first start. Um, now I'm not going to lie, Josh. Um, when I first started scoring this, I got a little nervous. Well, I know we have a couple of big swing games in here, too. <laughs> yeah, This was a, a reasonable swing for me. I, I thought this game was going to do really well. I was really impressed with what I had It did seen. do really well. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to do, I guess, even better. Um, I, I have been really impressed by everything I had been seeing, like all the yeah. improvements. Uh, and, you know, I've loved what I've played of this game. I do need to go back and finish it. Um, I actually probably should add that to my list, too. Uh, and I had guessed an 87. So I had guessed okay. pretty darn high. Um, so you started off with a pretty good lead right away with that 82, um, with that Metacritic game of being an 81. Uh, I will say nobody got this one exactly right. But four other people joined you in being only one point off. Oh. Yeah. So like I said, this was a pretty tight year um, and, and people were doing a really, really good job. Uh, the next game on the list then was Deathloop, which you had correctly guessed. So that was game number two. I feel like I screwed this one up big. Um, do you remember <laughs> what you had, had guessed for Deathloop? I'm going to guess I put like a six. I'm going to guess I guess a 67. No, you guess higher than that. You okay, did guess good. a 75. Oof, good. <laughs> um, but obviously Deathloop, you know, a game a lot of people consider to be game of the year. It's in the running for game of the year in yeah, a lot of yeah. um, places. Though some play, you know, some media outlets have already posted their games of the year. 
mm-hmm. was nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. You know, definitely got a lot of positive feedback, both just with the storytelling, um, the invasion system, a lot of things there. Based off of, you know, the your feelings of what you've heard, what do you think Deathloop's Metacritic was? Uh, 83, 84? Josh, Deathloop had an 88. Oh my god, that's awful for me. <laughs> so you had guessed a 75. It got an 88 Metacritic? Eight, sitting wow. at an 88. Well... Josh, this is where I came roaring back. Great. Yeah, that, don't um, worry. I was messing up somewhere. <laughs> because uh, as you recall, I had I, I very distinctly remember my argument about Deathloop was that, you know, Arcane's games are not games that I necessarily love. And I've played Deathloop and it just doesn't do yeah. it for me necessarily, though I still want to play more of it. But it is a games that historically critics have loved. Yeah. So I guessed a 90. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was an 88. Yeah. So this was really good for me as far as the comeback goes. Um, but yeah, so Deathloop's currently sitting at an 88. Again, I think a great game. On sale, super cheap everywhere. Um, so if you're not certain about it, I think definitely go ahead and check it out. Like I said, I think Josh and I are cooler on it than most people are because most people seem to think it's the bee's knees. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's probably like the bee's elbows. I guess that's worse. I don't Do know. bees have elbows? I, do bees have knees? Uh, I don't know. It's in my outgoing email. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I changed it to you're the cat's pajamas. Oh, uh, do cats have pajamas? No, no. You're the cat's pajamas. They don't come with them. You have to buy the pajamas. So you tell me you haven't seen people dress up their animals. Well, I have, but like, okay. Cats, like pajamas specifically do like a lot of, is that a common thing that people put their cats in pajamas before bed? Like, I can see, like, costumes for Halloween or, like, you know, a little, like, funny little thing to take a video. But, like, pajamas? I've heard the saying. I, that's, I'm familiar with that. I just I always wondered the origin of cat's pajamas. And, and, okay, You're welcome. Listener, Josh <laughs> has just sent me um, <laughs> adjustable fit short sleeve cat pullover for almost $30. Okay. Thanks, Chewy. Excellent. So, cat's pajamas. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, moving on. Life is Strange Two Colors, Deathloop. Gaming kept going. Uh, we we started, got some additional games. Uh, we're into early October. Uh, this next game on the list, Josh, is a game you and I have both played. That's a lot of games. Yeah. I know. It is a game. Um, have we played it together? We have not played it together. Okay. It is a, a game in a popular series. The last one, apparently, I hated. Oh, Far Cry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Far Cry 6 was the next game that came out October 7th. Uh, a, a Ubisoft game. Now, you may remember listener Josh thinks Far Cry 5 is one of the best games ever made in history. He thinks it's better than Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> or not quite that much. But Josh really liked uh, Far Cry 5. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little softer on Far Cry 5. I thought it was fine. Uh, but Far Cry 6, you know, had some big star power. Yeah. Uh, as far as the, the people in the game, uh, it had a lot of hype going into it. So a lot of tra- we got a lot of trailers. The game got delayed multiple times, too, until this October release date. So, Josh, do you remember what you guessed for Far Cry 6? Oof, I think past Josh might have guessed a 90, but that would be stupid. So 85? Uh, past Josh did guess a 90. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know past Josh so well. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's based an idiot. off of <laughs> everything that's been going around with Far Cry 6, Josh, what do you think the Metacritic score ended up being? 78? <laughs> Don't say it's lower. I would... Uh, oh, man. <laughs> so, Josh, the current Metacritic score... I resign from Metafall. <laughs> is 74. Oh, my God. How do you feel about that that score? 74 for Far Cry 6. Well, I feel like I'm in the well that I can't get out of for the rest of this contest. <laughs> I, didn't, well, I haven't played enough of it to have an opinion on that. Um, uh, so I can't confirm. I, I can't corroborate that share like that score because. It, well, what I do know is from people that have played Far Cry 6 to completion, Mm-hmm. They do like it, but they do not like it as much as Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can agree with what I've played so far. It is good, but not. it doesn't capture the feeling I had with Far Cry 5. But I think that's just setting and story. Okay. It's like the gameplay is the same. So, Josh, let me, ask you, let me ask you a, a question then here. Yeah. Far Cry 5, was that your first Far Cry? It was my first Far okay. Cry. So then, Josh, you know, you played Far Cry 5 and loved it. Yeah. Play Far Cry 6, like a little less. I mean, do you see a, a world then where there's the possibility that if you played Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 4 <laughs> yeah. and Far Cry 5, yeah, that maybe you have a little less appreciation for each entry as you go? No. <laughs> because I love Uncharted 4. Okay, that's reasonable. And it is essentially the same game four times in a row. That's true. That's true. But maybe it's a better four games. I don't disagree with that, but I can't speak to previous Far Cry's. I can only use my experience <laughs> with uh, uh, sequel games. Yeah. And obviously, Grand Theft Auto uh, 4 is arguably better than every Grand Theft Auto before it. I just really don't have enough experience for the, with Grand Theft Auto to be able to say that, but... Uh, and obviously, you know, that's in reference to people, the 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 beating Far Cry 6 took for being. Yes, I get I get. Yeah, I get yeah, your, what yeah. your point is, but um, I, I don't know. I'm a sucker for um, games that keep the same tone, like even a game as like mediocre as Crackdown, Crackdown 1, Crackdown 2, Crackdown 3, just good, solid, fun games like that can be Far Cry. Uh, Halo, Halo Two, Halo Three, <laughs> Halo Three ODST, Halo Four. Like you're getting the same game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just changing the story, and I feel like that's what Far Cry is doing. Yeah, for sure. No, I don't disagree. I'm sure uh, that and- Far Cry Six wasn't review bombed at all. I'm sure that's nothing to do with the score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I'm kind of in the same boat of you is that I do need to play more Far Cry 6. Other stuff just ended up coming out that same, pulled yeah. me away and, and I just haven't gotten back. But I think it also says something that I haven't gotten back, right? Agreed. I agree with you as well, too. So, what did yeah. you so guess for a score? Um, I had guessed a 79. Nah, man. What the heck? So, yeah, you're like 20 points ahead of me now. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit ahead. A bit ahead. So, yeah. yeah. So, you, so, yeah. So, 74 is where Far Cry 6 is at. Um, and again, I guess the 79, Josh guessed the 90, but Josh, you know what? I appreciate the optimism. That's great. That's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Next game on the list, uh, came out the day after Far Cry 6, 
Um, this is a game that I have played and that you are waiting to still be shipped to you. Okay. So Metroid Dread um, was was the next game on the list. Uh, you know, Josh, we talk a lot about the Nintendo bump. Um, whether you think that's a real thing or not, we talk about it. All no, the time. it's undisputedly a real thing. <laughs> uh, Josh, what do you, you know, what do you, do you recall what you guessed for this? What would you oh, anticipate man. you guessed? If I gave it the Nintendo bump, I'm, I had to have said 89 or 90. Okay, so you guessed an 85. Wow, I was a little lenient on it. <laughs> you were. You were a little lenient a on it. What blow. do you, you know, obviously Metroid Dread, much loved, uh, one action game, action yeah. adventure game. Who knows? One of those games at the Something. awards of the Game Awards. Uh, what do you think the, the Metacritic score was based off of the conversation around the game? Where do you think it ended up? You know, I haven't even really tracked it. Um, in fact, I, I, I had no plans on playing it at all until you surprised me by saying you got it. And that you enjoyed it so much. And I was like, well, uh, I th- I feel like we're pretty much in the same wheelhouse as far as games we like. So I was like, well, if Kyle likes this so much, I think I need to play this before we talk about games of the year. So, you know, it's hard for me to guess. I'm going to say mid 80s, I guess, would be where it's sitting. So it ended at 88. Wow. OK. So had yeah, the Nintendo bump. The Nintendo bump. <laughs> You'd have been in good shape. Uh, this was the first game that had somebody guess the score perfect, and actually multiple people guessed the score spot on. Wow! Uh, so eighty-eight, that that eighty-eight uh, mojo was strong, and I would say that this is probably one of the games that had the smallest um, breadth of scores. Like, sure. if I averaged how off people were, like I think I think the highest points off was nine um total like so one person was nine points off and then after that the next highest was a couple eights and then it went to like four um so overall people kind of had this pretty pegged in and i think it's because there was a strong desire for it to be good yeah (laughs) like i think people really wanted a good metroid um i was pretty fortunate i guessed 87 so i was off by a (laughs) point so i didn't get a perfect Uh, but josh i will say that uh you did get some perfects here coming up and I, i did not i got none of them spot on so Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better, but not enough to feel like I got ahead of you at all. (laughs) um, But yeah, so any other thoughts on Metroid Dread? Like where when you do get it, where do you think it'll end up in your rotation? Are you going to jump in right away or what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'll play it first um, because I do want to get to it. I mean, it's only a couple days between now and when we record um, our game of the year show. So uh, and I have a busy weekend of activities planned, so I don't know if I'm going to actually get the time i want to put into it but i need i at least want to get some impressions excellent all right so the next game on the list josh uh came out october 12th this is a game that is on game pass and i know you have played but i have not played uh i have not played the full release i should say okay what it's october 12th that you have played but not the full release yeah and i know you have played the game and I have played it. I play a lot or, of Game Pass games, though. <laughs> I know. We didn't do Flight Simulator, right? Nope. Uh, it's a first-party title? No. Oh. Big third-party Game Pass game. I, I'm drawing a, a blank. Back for Blood. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Did you forget that game came out this year? No, I mean, 
I even played it. I even played it at Extra Life and forgot to mention it in my Extra Life recap. Um, I'm really looking forward to the patch where they are adding offline solo campaign mode. That's what yeah. I'll say about that game. <laughs> okay, Josh. So here, here's the the even bigger kicker. Yeah. This is the, one of the the uh, game that you got the score perfect. Was it yeah, a 78? Oh, so close, Josh. 77 okay all right i mean that that makes sense it's still a good game they just made it 10 times more difficult than it needs to be and they made the ai horrible it's like playing ai from maybe the first game ever released with ai (laughs) so it feels like they had no idea what they were doing with it yeah it seems like back for blood uh was how do i okay this is gonna sound like I am talking crap about Game Pass, and I I truly am not. Okay. <laughs> okay. But like this reminds me a lot of Outriders, in the yeah. sense that like the studios knew that they really needed Game Pass. Does that make sense? Like they're like, okay, this game is good, but it yeah. is not great. So something like Game Pass might really help bolster. Sure who is the number of people we have playing this game, how, like what lobbies look like, you know? Yeah. That's not crapping on game pass at all. That's what game pass is built for. It's to get more access to games for people who wouldn't normally play them. Right. And I, I I just worry that people are going to be like, I'm saying that only like, not. Yes. People, people are going to think that, but who cares? That's not what I mean. (laughs) That's not what I mean. Um, but yeah, this is the podcast that hates breath of the wild. Do we really care what other people think? Good point. Good point. Uh, so, you know, I didn't really love my time with the beta, which is why I haven't played sure. this game, even though, you know, I have access to it. Uh, the fact that it is apparently extremely hard, like you mentioned, like that's all I've heard is that's a very, very hard game. Yeah. Um, and I've also heard that's just not quite as good as Left 4 Dead. It isn't as good as Left 4 Dead 2 is like. um, Mount Rushmore of a video games game. Like it is, it is the best at what it does in the genre that it is. And it still holds up. And I think that's a big part of it. Like, um, you could probably look at how many people are playing it on Twitch right now. And I bet it's probably higher than back for blood. (laughs) Yeah. I was actually looking at, uh, steam, um, charts for how many current players are playing back for blood. Um, and the 24 hour peak is 8,840. Yeah, but what can you find Left 4 Dead 2 on there? Uh, I probably can. I'm going to mute while I type, but so feel okay. free to talk about your love for Left 4 Dead 2 while I do this. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, Left 4 Dead 2 really just in, improved on everything Left 4 Dead the first one was. And Left 4 Dead is also a very good game. I remember when we were hooking up the Xboxes together to do like the cooperative gameplays. Uh, I would. I wanted to play Left 4 Dead 2 at the time. This wasn't that long ago. It was the end of the 360 era, and I went. I wanted to buy Left 4 Dead 2 used at GameStop, and they were still selling it for thirty four dollars used. And that was like six years after the game came out on a console that was at the end of its life cycle. So it's a game that like is still like beloved, and it just does everything that it tries to do good. And yeah, I don't, I don't know that Back for Blood was ever going to, um, like, capitalize over that. 
Yeah, so the uh, 24-hour peak for Left 4 Dead 2 uh, is almost 18,000. Yeah, it's how 10,000 people play more than Back 4 Blood. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What did you think, though? Because I've heard that the card system is really good, that it really helps you kind of customize it and get a different feeling for your characters versus classes and things like that so much. They do that in Aliens Fireteam better. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I do I do like the idea um, of it. And it can make for more challenging or easier missions. It just really depends on the cards you have. Um, so I do like the idea of it. And, in, and I might be mixing up Bag for Blood and Fi- Aliens Fireteam, but one of those games or both of them, if you're playing cooperatively, Everyone picks a card, but only one card is randomly chosen. So you don't even mm. really know what you're going in at unless you like tell right. everyone what you're picking. So I do like that as well. It just makes gotcha. it more challenging. But Back for Blood doesn't need to be more challenging. Yeah. It needs to be less right. challenging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like like we said, Josh got the spot on 77. Uh, I was pretty lucky. I guess 78. Of so. course you did. <laughs> <laughs> I was right there. I was still right there. Uh, but hey, I didn't get it perfect um next was a game that when we did this didn't have a set release date yet okay um but it did come out we both played uh i think we were both surprised by how good it was uh and it's a game that you are still finishing up but i have completed okay okay guardians of the galaxy indeed marvel's guardians of the galaxy uh josh you know where do you think you were on this when we initially made our guesses what did i guess okay i'm gonna guess i guess between a 78 and an 82 uh a little high you guessed a 72 oh no (laughs) what was wrong with me (laughs) but 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 in fairness at the time we didn't know know, like we were having the conversation of like we were seeing these trailers and they just like don't like you can't the the marketing in this game was not ideal i'm so disappointed Um, in myself (laughs) and a lot of people were like this seems like what we wanted avengers to be yeah also we're nervous because avengers wasn't great and obviously a different studio like all that stuff but a lot of people were super nervous so i don't think i don't think that was a, a a poor guess by any means based off what we knew at the time um with what you've played of it, with the conversation around it, what do you think the Metacritic is at currently? Maybe like 83? A little high. It's at an 80 right now. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Does that feel right to you? Does it feel like an 8? Yeah, I mean, uh, I could see it between an 8 and an 8.5. Yeah. It might, it might be higher for me in my rankings now. <laughs> but how far are you are you still the same place have you played it since we last no when we it? last when we, we when we talked last i'm still i haven't uh wait i did play it some more but i didn't i haven't gotten out of chapter 10 yet i'm still in chapter 10 okay what do you think the percentage chances you will actually f- not finish the game before we talk about our favorites but you i was gonna say before actually, sunday <laughs> yeah no, no no but that you'll actually finish the game like what do you think the chances are you will complete that story I, well, I'm 100% going to complete it. I would ideally okay. like to complete it before the end of this month, but um, mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Gotcha. Uh, this is a game that the community did a really good job on. Four people nailed this. Four people nice. got the score exactly right. Uh, I was kind of close to you, uh, I guess 75. Um, so I was also a little low. Um, Not I close will enough. Say, <laughs> <laughs> I will say almost everyone who missed this missed this low. Um, okay. Everyone, a lot of people Except guessing for me. in the 70s. 
no like i'm saying like in the 70s there was a lot of people guessing in yeah. the 70s um <laughs> one person guessed super low somebody guessed 55 Whoa. Um, um, <laughs> and the high was the highest guess was an 88 so a pretty big okay. breadth there overall but um like i said four people got it spot on and i think you know eight's usually a pretty safe bet when you don't know what to do um so yeah so four people congratulations you did awesome Next, Josh, was the annual installment in a long-running series of games. Yeah. Oh, did I guess too high or too low on this? Forza well, Horizon game... 5. No, no, no. Not that, oh. not that one yet. We're, you're a little early. Um, Forza Horizon 5 will be next. Okay. Uh, this is an annual release. We get a new one every year. Call of Duty? Indeed. Call of Duty Vanguard. So a game Ooh. that... You know, traditionally has scored very well. Um, we, I had done some beta work or played the beta some and yeah. hadn't been absolutely thrilled about it. Um, there was a lot of talk about, you know, the visuals, especially with the campaign. Uh, and then the game came out, Josh. So, A, do you remember what you guessed for this or what do you think you guessed? It's a Call of Duty game. I probably guessed an 84. Josh, you were so good at knowing yourself. That is exactly what you guessed was an 84. <laughs> so with all the, you know, feedback about the game since it's come out, or, or what do you think the game is at currently on Metacritic? This game has been completely off my radar. In fact, I haven't heard a a, a peep about this game since it came out. Which I have probably no clue. tell you something. Yeah, I have no clue how it's doing, but I'm going to guess I way over predicted the score for this game. And if we're going to go by our current trends, I probably guessed within 10 point difference. So let's guess 74. <laughs> Darn close, Josh. It is currently sitting at a 73. Oh, no, that's too, uh, that's. Ugh. So well, I uh, hope you guessed a 90. <laughs> well, Josh, I did guess an 88. OK, so. good. <laughs> Uh, this was my um, guess that I was most off on. Uh, and I, I really just thought that, you know, historically Call of Duty has always scored well, even if the hardcore fans weren't into it. It's a game that had always scored really well. And I just thought it was going to again. And then it came out and pretty much universally people were like, the campaign's not good. Yeah. And that the zombies mode is like the worst zombie mode in a number of years and the most bare bones. And that the multiplayer is call of duty multiplayer but that in and of itself is not enough to to lift up a bare bone zombies and a i don't want to say bad but others have said bad campaign yeah um and yeah sitting at a 73 i this is the first call of duty that i have not purchased in hmm. a very long time i did not get this game uh i was considering getting it on sale because it was on sale a week or two ago and i still didn't get it uh i just i don't know what is going to bring me back to this call of duty game uh, pass but, <laughs> i'll be honest i don't even know if i'll play it if it's on game pass yeah that's a good point. i don't i think i would Call try it on game pass yeah i mean it, that's true the, the campaign is i'm sure very short five six yeah. hours probably yeah um and i'm sure the visuals of it are very good but yeah this 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 call of duty really seemed to miss the mark uh, i do know um as someone who follows uh the call of duty esports uh scene a little bit Whew, they are not like the esports teams are and players are are not happy about this game. <laughs> um, a couple of players have actually quit and are now playing Halo competitively. Oh. Um, yeah, like it's it's a little rough right now. So we'll we'll see. Uh, but overall, Vanguard not a fan, not doing well with the fans, not doing well with the uh, 
with the reviewers. Uh, Call of Duty's in a bit of a rough spot. Um, just one more thing for Activision Blizzard to have uh, <laughs> not be going well for them right now. Yeah. So, okay. So then it's time to get to that their Forza Horizon Five. So Josh, yeah. obviously the fifth installment of a of a long story and much beloved franchise. Um, what are your thoughts? What do you think you did guess? What do you think it's at? What What are your thoughts? I love this game so much. I haven't even bothered to look at where it's sitting at. Um, which I guess is ultimately what how you really want to feel about a game. Anyways, uh, yeah. I'm gonna guess. Oh, I feel like I might have shot for the moon on this one, but I'm gonna guess that I was like a 92. Josh, you're so close. 91 is what okay. you guessed. Okay, and I'm gonna guess it's at a 93. 92 is where it's Ooh, at. Ooh, okay. So okay. obviously, really good. I think you know pretty universally. Uh, a much beloved game people really really seem to enjoy their forza yeah uh is this i'm assuming it's safe to say that this game is going to be in your top five games of the year it's definitely in my top five games yes is it and you don't have to spoil anything are you thinking it's in the higher part of your top five or the lower part of your top five so i'll be honest um i didn't i haven't sat down yet with my list. In fact, mm-hmm. I haven't made my list yet. I know the I know three games that are in the top five, no question. But I really feel like when I start looking back at January through March, there's gonna be a couple of games I forgot about that would definitely make that top five. So I'm not trying to place anything. I don't have my game of the year necessarily decided yet. Okay. Uh, my top five has like 16 games on it right now. I know. I so, probably have so many. So it's a little tough. Uh, this is a game, though, that uh, the listeners did great on, too. This is another one that four people got spot on perfect. Nice. Um, so overall, really, really well done. And this is another game that had overall a very tight um, scoring window. Like everyone was pretty darn close on Forza. Um, again, you guessed 91. It got a 92. I guessed 93. Oh man, so I can't even catch all, a break. <laughs> we're all right there. Well, you got a little bit of a break in Call of Duty. Not enough. <laughs> so, so that's where we are. Yeah. Uh, next would have been Dying Light Two, which okay. had been slated to come out December seventh, um, and that leaves us with just with one final game, a game that you and I are both currently playing. That's that there Halo Infinite, Josh. So, yeah. what do you think you <sighs> guessed on Halo Infinite? I'm thinking right now that I guessed low. Uh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and they and honestly you know they didn't give me really anything uh to go with other than a low guess based off of what, the, what they provided with us right um so maybe i guess a 75 i think um that that's optimistic josh oh no <laughs> how much lower did i go 65 you guessed the, guess the 70 oh <laughs> not good not good, Josh. So another knowing that you get swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, with all the things that are you know the everything around Halo Infinite, yeah, you know some game sites have already named it their game of the year. Uh huh. <laughs> Where do you think Halo Infinite is sitting right now on Metacritic? I feel like it's got to be, be eighty five or eighty seven, something like that. 
No, let's just split the difference there and call it an 86. Is it an 86? Yes. It is okay. an 86. <laughs> so that is where Halo Infinite is right now. How do you feel about that score? Do you think that's a, an apt score? I think I should just become a professional Metacritic game guessing score guesser because <laughs> I do better at that apparently than I do at guessing before the games come out. Yeah, I mean that matches up with. I mean, I would. I'm. It could easily be at a 90, like the way that it's been being received. So that seems fair. Awesome. Doesn't make me happy, but it seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, you know, fortunately for me, unfortunately for you, I was a little more optimistic about how <laughs> yeah, Halo Infinite yeah. was going to do. Uh, I guessed an 83. Ugh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was off by guess. three. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> so that, Josh, puts us as our final scores. Uh, your score, My score was 39. Your score was 69. Oh, hey, nice. Hey, but hey, nice, right? Nice. <laughs> I got, yeah, I achieved what I was going for. Right. 69. All right. So, Josh, <laughs> knowing that, knowing that my score is 39, yeah. um, what do you think the winning score was? Ooh. Uh, well, no one did as good as you, I bet. Oh, so no. Let's say, oh, someone uh, did people, better than you? Oh, I am in fifth. Fourth or fifth Whoa. place? Did someone yeah. get like a twenty? Uh, twenty nine. Wow, good for that person. Which is basically averaging about four points off on everyone. Wow. So nice. yeah, so the winning score of twenty nine. Um, and as you know, when I on the um, Google form, you put on there like how you want to be referred to. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So, and I do ask that you keep it clean, but I'm going to refer to this person only as this. Um, and then, you know, if you're a listener and you don't know who that is, I'm sorry. If you do know who it is, it's probably pretty funny. Uh, and the winner with the score of 29 for Metafall 2021 is Dev's worst nightmare. Wait, who would have put, put it in our chat? Who would have put that? I'll tell you. After it's obviously show. not Dev. <laughs> it is not Dev. Dev's winning streak is over. Dev did not place this this time. Somebody so. predicted they were going to beat. Is it? De- is it Delvin? We'll, we'll talk about it later. But <laughs> Dev's worst nightmare. Congratulations. You are the winner at 29 very very nicely done great job Uh, in second place though with a very still very good score of 31 um is rude days 93 so congratulations rude days 93 you are in second place and third place at a score of 34 uh was garrett so congratulations to our three winners uh dev's worst nightmare rude days 93 and garrett um i will be in contact with you from my personal uh, gmail address to get you connected with your prize and all that good stuff and i will likely reach out to you the day after this episode releases so just kind of be aware of that uh, but congratulations we hope you had fun i am sure something similar to this will be coming back in the future um and i just want to say oh, we could just do it for you. february <laughs> <laughs> we could just do it for february meta february um and there are a couple, we had a number of first time participants. So congratulations. Uh, we really appreciate you. Yeah, you jumping thanks in for joining. And, and um, though you maybe didn't win, we hope you had a good time. Uh, and like I said, overall, like the winning score last time uh, was 47. Wow. So, yeah. So, t- and 29 was the winning score this time. So, nice. Yeah, definitely a big improvement there. Uh, but again, congratulations to all the winners. I'll be in contact with you. Um, and we'll we'll talk about the future of meta meta fall meta spring meta guessing, 
um, as we move forward here because there is a number of big games coming out in the spring, so we'll have to see if it's going to be a good fit for that. But with that, Josh, any other thoughts on Metafall? I enjoy it every year we do it. It is a good so fun. It is thank good you fun. for doing all that work that you do to get that going. Yeah, I no, no problem. It. It, I, I enjoy it. It is a good time. So, all right. So with that, we typically would move on to our um, doing homework. But a couple of weeks ago, we decided that, you know, we're our one month homework instead of doing two week homework um, was going to be Demon Souls just to give us some time over the holidays um, and huh. also time then to play some games to make sure those are done for our favorite games of the year. By chance, Josh, have you started Demon Souls? I have. Oh, have you? How much of it have you played? Not very much. Um, I just did the uh, essentially the tutorial to get myself re familiar with it um, to the point where uh, you get killed and then you end up in the this weird mausoleum type building. So you did it enough to get re familiar with it. Now you're going to put it down until you have to play that part again. No, no. Hopefully, <laughs> I won't. I won't put too much time because we because we did give ourselves a month so I, I and there's a lot of games that i have that i can play but what i would really like to do is make sure i try to get a couple of plays in a week even if it's just a run um but i really do want to, to dedicate like i said some time to this to see if i really can um be good at this game or at least enjoy it maybe not even be good but enjoy it so uh, so we'll hopefully see. I don't lose my training. And then I'll just, if I did, I'll just do it again. It's not like, it's not that long. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, we'll prepare, preparing us to see if uh, we are going to play Elden Ring. We'll find out, I guess. So, yeah, I think I'm going to play it anyways, but <laughs> I think this will be uh, a good, a good idea if I want to really, really play it. Awesome. All right. Well, with that, then we're going to move on to our recommendations for a well-rounded life. Obviously, we're a gaming podcast, but we want to give you one other thing we're currently into that is helping us live that balanced life. Josh, what is your recommendation for our listeners? All right. So um, I talked about this previously. So so G4 TV has relaunched. um, You know, and I I haven't really recommended it because it's taken them a little bit to find their legs again. Uh, They're in my opinion, they are doing too much, um, but they're trying to appeal to the streaming audience. So I understand why they're doing what they're doing, but I would like to focus on attack of the show specifically um, where they do shows on Wednesdays and Thursdays, but they have kind of um, truncated a little bit. So on Wednesdays it's called attack the loop and it's Kevin prayer um, doing basically what his podcast was, which was attack of the podcast. Um, but he just interviews one person. So it's a one-on-one conversation. His first one was with Adam Savage from Mythbusters. Um, and this past episode was with Nick Thune, who I really like as a comedian. Um, and then on Thursdays, they do the proper show uh, at, I believe 7 PM, but they always have like pre-show leading up to it. And like leading up to the Nick Thune interview, they had the completionists, uh, and Austin Creed playing Mega Man X, which was fun to watch. Um, but now I can confidently say Tech of the Show is back to what it used to be, which is just funny, silly um, internet-tainment. And I really still enjoy Kevin Prayer a lot. So I would say, um, and I'm not trying to leave out X-Play. X-Play is still doing some great work. Adam Sessler is working his butt off to put out content. Um, in reviews, he just put out a gunk review today. Um, I didn't know Fiona Nova voiced 
the main character in Gunk, and she is a cast member on Attack of the Show in, in X-Play, who I really like. And she came from Achievement Hunter, which was on Rooster Teeth. Um, so I think they're finding their stride. They're having a lot of fun. They're they're not taking themselves too seriously, like when they have like, like a, te- a technical issue or anything like that. So uh, it really feels like the old Attack of the Show. So if you watched it, check it out. If you didn't watch it, check it out now. They got some great new young hosts and they still have Kevin Pereira. Um, it just feels really nice to to have it back. And if you can't watch it live, um, they do drop like, uh, the episodes on YouTube um, shortly after they air. So check them out on G4 TV on either Twitch or YouTube or both. Awesome. So my recommendation uh, is something that I think probably a lot of people are watching and has been recommended by other people for other things. But I finally, you know, with one episode left in it, I think it's definitely worth recommending at this point. And that's yes. Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. Uh, this show was one of those that I was cautiously optimistic about based off of the casting and the people who we knew who were in it. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think, has really delivered. It's super charming and I don't want to say the parts of the show without Hawkeye are the best parts, but they almost kind of are. Um, yeah, just it, like any Avengers movie. <laughs> so, uh, but the but the cast around uh, Jeremy Renner is great, um, and it really is an an interesting look and is filling in a lot of really cool gaps. And I think probably we don't know for certain. This is not a spoiler. I don't think it seems like it's going to be important to at least watch prior to going to Spider-Man. I don't know. It kind of seems like it is. Um, But yeah, I think Hawkeye on Disney plus, if you haven't watched it, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, And I think it's going to now forever become one of those. Is this a Christmas show or a Christmas adjacent show Um, or or what is the fit there? But um, I'm really enjoying it. So uh, when this episode posts, the final episode should be coming out tomorrow. Um, Mm -hmm. So make sure you get caught up and and then watching it. So you don't get any spoilers because apparently uh, the, you know, lead time on spoilers for television shows is about like three hours from when they post on their streaming service. You know, <laughs> I, I I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen this yet, but an actress that is on this show only waited one day to post images from the episode that she was on, and it was a huge spoiler. And yeah. then Instagram took her pictures down and she got mad. Oh, really? And I was like, well, I mean, you got to give people a minute. <laughs> Not everyone <laughs> can just drop whatever they're doing and watch your show at midnight when it releases. Yeah. Yeah. So it is good and it is tough. You do. Man, there is very little uh grace given for, for and I'm not even someone who super cares about spoilers. Like for me, it doesn't really it, like affect my how much i enjoy something yeah but i still try to be respectful of them because i know it matters a lot for others so it's like yes give it a, i mean i think a day a is couple days is to, fine yeah like, <laughs> it's not a big deal but but yeah so check out hawkeye on disney plus hey josh what do you say we wrap this show up let's do it uh thanks for joining us everyone in addition to finding us on twitter and instagram at board with vg you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash board with vg so feel free to give us a five-star rating over there. Also, if you want to communicate in the more long form or you're just not feeling social media, please feel free to email us at boardwithfiji at gmail.com. We tag our stuff with hashtag boardwithfiji, so please feel free to use that hashtag as well on all social media so we can see what you're up to. And whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, 
we encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is no matter what podcast service you're listening to us on. <laughs> I just changed it a little bit. Uh, you can find us. Just Google Board with Video Games Podcast. We'll come up. You can find me at Why So Serious on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network. I said I would get my Switch code. I promise at some point I'll do that. <laughs> this is the Matt Damon gag. Uh, Kyle, where can people find you? So you can find me on all the usual places. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, Board Game Geek, all at Cyclocross, C-Y-C-O-C-R-O-S-S. As always, if you have suggestions for future topics, be sure to reach out to us on the social media because we want to talk about what you want to hear about. Um, if you are someone who celebrates Christmas or your family celebrates Christmas, we hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy yeah. Holidays. Uh, and yeah, we, we like, like I said, you know, we're taking some time off from the time you hear this. You'll still get another episode next week, um, but we'll definitely look forward to seeing it in the new year. Uh, and with that, remember everyone, whether it be board games or video games, never stop gaming.